You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast brought to you by ascully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. Good afternoon. That was a really long time. That was 20 seconds. Oh my god. That 20 seconds of silence just about kills me. That's how impatient <laughs> that you are. What are you, a millennial? <laughs> oh my god, no, I'm millennial times two, I think, <laughs> if you were to add up the age. Before the after the show was us discussing the theme of this movie, which is overweight which we will discuss person who feels unattractive in society and considered unattractive in society somehow overcomes that and becomes like, you know, feeling better or looking better to everyone else. And it comes with a lot of baggage. (laughs) It's a touchy subject that shouldn't be a touchy subject. So yeah, we'll discuss it as we go on. But that was the before the after the show. Also, you just got a new hard drive. It was really cool. I did. Have you figured it out? I, it's backing up my phone still, and I don't want it to, but I'll, like you said, I'll let it do It's a Western Digital, not sponsored by them, but it is pretty cool. Um, my Passport, where I can stick my... No, it's not It's not just a My Passport, because I have one of those. This one's a, like a Pro something? Yeah, it's Wi-Fi, so I can stick my memory card in it from a camera. It backs up the pictures automatically, and then I can Wi-Fi, connect to it, share the pictures, get them on my laptop to edit them very quickly. Yeah. And why not just use the laptop? Well, you know, because you got to take, you know, the same. You yeah, I have double backups now. Uh, what I'm interested to see is when you put a SD card in the side of it with a load of photos on, how they just go onto the yeah, hard drive. Yeah, we haven't tried that yet because now, like I said, it's backing up my phone and I don't want it to, but it doesn't appear to have a way to stop it. <laughs> I don't know. So I'll have to it's investigate. It's trying to be safe. It's saying, look, your phone is not backed up. Yeah, my phone has an app now. I can connect to this Wi-Fi device as its own little... People don't care about this, do they? But this is what we were discussing. Maybe they do. I, you know what? I didn't know that hard drive existed, that you could put an SD card inside of it until I found that one on Amazon. They have others because I've watched lots of photography videos that people do use, but different types and sizes and all that. But Anyway. Not interesting to everyone. Interesting to me, though. I really Me too. Um, so it is the weekend of Saturday, August the 4th. Happy August, everybody. This is after the show. Number 542. We're a movie review podcast. We review a movie every week. Yeah, we don't talk about hard drives every week. And this week <laughs> it is our 542nd episode. And the movie we're looking at is I Feel Pretty. It's a 2018 movie released on Blu-ray. It's actually out now. Uh, came out July the 17th. It's rated PG-13, and it's from our friends at Universal, who sent us over a copy for review. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of I Feel Pretty. First, let's just go back a bit. 542 times we've done this process. Yes, we have. That's a lot. I'm not the most consistent person in the world, so it's a good thing you have this whole thing set up, because after like 10 times, I'd be like, oh, really? Let's skip a few weeks. But no, I, I just not lo- you. I just love that enthusiasm. <laughs> don't take it personally but i'm just that sounds like a lot of times we've done this exact process you hook up the microphones we've had different microphones we have different sitting scenarios different movies obviously different have we done them all here yeah always oh we did one downstairs in the basement when it was too hot that is true we did but every but since we've lived here yeah 
Right. I'm just saying, that's a good number. 500 sounded good, but 542 for some reason sounds like a lot. So, synopsis of this movie is, I think I described it already, a young woman who is considered overweight in the world and medically, but not by much. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, Feels pretty bad about herself, and she bangs her head. She feels confident all of a sudden, and then... That's where you go, that she feels confident even though she's still the same, but she sees herself differently. And it's about feeling good about yourself regardless of and how. hilarity ensues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's hilarious, but there are moments when I'm just like, yep, lived it, lived it, lived it. Because I am overweight and not in the pretty way that she is. And see, I'm already judging. So Don't judge. I will, <laughs> I will totally throw my hands up. That the concept of this young woman, who is very tall and has beautiful everything, who is medically overweight and has some, you know, extra fat cells on her, is the portray is the person who's portraying this whole concept of it doesn't matter how unattractive everybody thinks you are, just have confidence, just get over it, and that's great, it's wonderful. I would advocate that one hundred percent. It's just that they have to do it in this delicate balance, don't they? That she is attractive. Is this still the synopsis? Sitar <laughs> <Okay. laughs> doesn't understand the word synopsis properly. It sometimes leads into a full review. So I'm okay. sorry about that. I've moved out of the synopsis <laughs> into my my take on it. Yeah. All right. So I would say, um, are we both? Uh, I'll speak for uh, you. Can speak okay. for yourself. Are we fans of Amy Schumer first? Yeah, I really liked her. Um, no, I mean pre prior to this. Oh movie. no, I don't think I've watched anything with her. I mean, yeah, I don't, I can't, I've not seen any of her movies, and I've never seen her in stand-up. Yeah, And no. I don't watch Saturday Night Live, so I, I actually don't know what to expect from her. I just know she's a comedian. So that's my, me coming into this movie. I'm not a huge fan, and I'm not, you know. So now what? Now what do you think of her? Uh, now I would actually want to watch her stand-up. I, f- I feel like she could be funny in stand-up. When it doesn't she's make actually... you want to watch her other movies? Also, yeah, the Judapato one. Um, but what I'm thinking about her in stand-up, she, uh, her reins would be off. Like this yeah. is a PG-13 movie. She's obviously she. Uh, I'm sure a stand-up is R-rated. I would like to hear that and see what she has to say. You know what I mean? So, um, on the topic of I feel pretty, what did you think? You first. All right. <clears throat> You're not you. You don't identify with any of this, and no. so I'm, I'm curious to know what you're. And I'm not. I, I like comedy, <laughs> but it's pretty specific for me, isn't it? The kind of comedy that I love is a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. Think of <laughs> think of some of the stuff I really love. Um, Flight of the Concords, Anchorman, Flight of the Concords. You laugh a lot at Howard, Shaun Stern. of the Dead, that type of comedy. Yep. Um, Judd Apatow you like. I don't know if you laugh out loud at it, but... Yeah, I, I just like his um, obs- observations of life. I, I really like them. They're touch- touching, but funny. So um, comedies are hit and miss. You know, a lot of American comedies, like... I mean, I, I laughed at... I thought Bridesmaids was funny. But a lot of them, I can take them or leave them. They just... They don't really do a lot for me. You get what I'm saying? How about this one? Where are you going with this? Um... It's like middle of the road for me, again, like with a comedy. But it did have some funny moments. Um, I liked the, what do you call it, the the premise of it. I like that they don't go supernatural with the whole thing. It's not... Yeah. You know, she bangs her head. 
And then she feels pretty. Well, she sees something different in the mirror, which we never see. She sees herself right. thin and beautiful. And she assumes it's a spell that was cast on her, um, but it's not. Well, I mean, we don't know. I, I get the feeling Spoiler it Spoiler alert, it's she just... bangs her head again and it goes away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not rocket science, the, no. the writing of this movie. No, but it's not like some explained by some, you know, some, what'd you get? What'd you call it? Uh, genie grants her a wish or anything or like, like in that. Big, which is with the movie they reference. Yeah, they even reference the movie yeah. Big. Yeah. So, um, I liked it, but on the flip side of liking it, it's very like ordinary as far as one of these comedy go. One of these kind of comedies go, and I prefer, and this is just me, an R-rated comedy, and I, this is not. It's a PG thirteen, so. It can't go too far with its outrageousness. Like, Bridesmaids is pretty outrageous, right? Yes. This can't go very far with that because it's a PG-13. Like she said, we've just seen an interview with her. She wanted young girls to see this. They were the people she really wanted to see it, young girls. That, I'm assuming that's why it got this rating. Because they wanted to keep it less, you know. So, yeah. for me, an R-rated comedy is generally more funny. Not always, because we've seen some awful R-rated comedies. And I'm thinking of one right now. What was it? The um, the one with Reese oh. Witherspoon. Oh, I don't. And the one oh, with Oh, yeah. The oh. Vega lady. Yeah, that lady. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell was that? I don't even remember. You used to have it over there on the now hijacked. playing thing for a long time. No, not hijacked. Um, yeah. Don't waste your time. You know what I'm talking yep. about. Yep. It's awful. So they don't always hit, but I do prefer an R-rated one. I always find something funnier about those. But as far as this goes... um. I could see where it might be offensive to some people, but offensive it's just a in what comedy. way? It's not like a. No, no, you say that very flippantly, but that's just how. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's presenting an idea that you're supposed to identify with in some way, shape, or form, and then you want people who do respond to it to just say, "Oh, get over it." No, not you, but I mean the makers. Now people are saying, "Well, you know, she's not fat." Not fat enough. Amy Schumer is like not, <laughs> not fat. Well, she actually is fat compared to the girls that they put her up against in this movie, right? She's overweight compared, like, medically and socially in the beauty world. Like, when she's in this the scene where she does a wet t-shirt contest, none of those girls look like her. Correct. And when she's in the... Um, but she doesn't look like me. No. Right? So then you, the delicate line is, who are you really representing? And it's impossible. It's so, impossible. So let me ask you, if... You recast Amy Schumer with Tammy, the woman who played Tammy. Would that be better? Tammy. Melissa McCarthy? Melissa McCarthy. Well, in this movie, she has a friend who right. more represents, I think, the... What... Where if you... If, like, me, my body shape is represented by this lady, her friend in the movie. I forget her name. She's also a comedian. If you walk in a bar or in a place with other friends who are not... Who are half your size... You are the, like, the one who gets the looks and the eyeballs up and down and the people step aside and the waitress kind of looks at you like, really? You're getting cheesecake? I mean, they do. That's reality. Amy Schumer doesn't have that. So anybody who's, there's a line, I think. And, well, if she's out in the world with a bunch of supermodels, obviously, that's what they're trying to portray is. is the contrast here. Yeah. But if you're trying to speak to all the women or people, men and women... Everyone who feels bad about themselves, it doesn't quite go there, you know? I I love the idea, but I'm not seeing 
the genuine, <laughs> you know, like, because as we said in the movie, if someone who like weighed another 70 or 80 pounds than she does, some of the things that happened would not happen in reality. Right. They just wouldn't. So they right. have to make sure that this person is just on the verge. <laughs> you know what I mean? I so, mean, yeah. she, she is, um, she's not skinny. No, and but she's, she's got a bit of a belly on her and she's, you know, there's a part where she's naked in this movie and she's just <laughs> yeah. real confident. Like she, you know, in her mind, she's a supermodel, right? So she's with her boyfriend for the first time and she's completely naked. And he's like, I can't believe, you know, she's just naked. Like she's just like, Hey, have a look at this. What does he, what does she say? Oh, it, she gets naked and she says to him, here's a sneak peek of what's going to, he's like, I don't think you've got grasped the concept of sneak peek. So yeah, you know, but again, because she is, she's more like a Renaissance painting, right? right. She's Rubenesque, as people like to say. She's curvy without being, as people perceive, like my stomach, my rolls of fat, let's just put it out there on the line, are not ever going to be. If you put me out in society up against Amy Schumer or a supermodel, I'm the one that's like, ugh. Like, oh, don't remind us of all the fat cells and the grossness of your body. Ugh. But did right? you find anything in this movie? Did, was anything positive to you? Or? I don't think anything was negative. No, I mean, was did you like any of the message of it? Did you? I love the message, the idea that you can overcome your fear of doing something in life. The thing that's holding you back. If the thing holding you back is because of your appearance and how people will perceive you. For example, she wants to be the receptionist at this makeup company. She does not fit in to what they've already decided is the type of women they want as their receptionist. So she has no confidence to do it. She bangs her head. She feels like a supermodel. Now she has the confidence to do it. Whereas you just want to say to people... The worst thing that can happen for you to go for a job or try to be a waitress in a place that you think, well, they would never hire me because of the way I look or the color of my skin or how blonde I am or how short I am. I mean, we have to remember there are people in the world who don't fit socially acceptable beauty standards in all kinds of ways. It's just that being fatter, having more fat cells on your body seems to be the one we can still kick around and kind of like, you know. So the idea that regardless of what you think you see in the mirror, and often when you look in the mirror, all you see are other people's perception of you. Look how fat my stomach is. Look how fat, thick my neck is. Look how disgusting I am. I could never just walk into that place and say, hey, would you like to hire me? Or if you were an artist, to have the confidence to take your artwork in somewhere because you feel like they're judging you instead of your work. I know that's a random example, but... I love that message. You know, the um, place that she goes for the interview at, the big makeup company? Yeah. Even if I was a thin supermodel, I would be intimidated by that (laughs) place. It just seemed like the most intimidating place ever. Like, it was... Oh, yeah. You know, so it didn't... I don't think... And that's why all the women who are the skinny, thin, you know, models that they've put in those positions, including, like you pointed out, Naomi Campbell... She's portraying now a big amount of confidence, and they're seeing her as she is, which is... You know, overweight and not them, essentially. And they're looking at her in horror. Like, how do you have the nerve to feel good about yourself? 
When internally I feel like I'm fat and I'm disgusting and here you are pretending to be beautiful and they look at her, they catch, they got that exactly right because we all know. If you are the person who's considered socially acceptably attractive and you've known that your whole life and you've looked at people that way or you're the other side of it and you've had people look at you like, really? And the thing in the, oh my God, there are so many examples of real things where the guy asks the beautiful woman for help in the store and not the woman standing next to her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had men walk past me in unloading something like at Lowe's into the back of my car to help a woman next to me, beautiful, nicely dressed, with not even a third of what I'm unloading onto my car and saying, oh, can we help you with that? Multiple men, groups of men. And I'm standing there lugging 40-pound bags of like, manure or whatever into my car, and it's like I'm invisible. And that's first, what he said to her. First question is, why are you, why are you carrying 40 bags of manure? <laughs> well, dirt, whatever. You don't want to go for gardening Are you stuff. planning a murder? But I'm saying in this movie, the guy says, I didn't even see you there. And she's standing right next to the beautiful woman, and so he's basically using it as an end to ask her out, essentially. Yeah. And then the other thing was when she, oh my God, I've done this. I've been in a store, a clothing store, and been asked, are you shopping with a friend? Because, I, you know, I'm the fat one, and of course they don't want to deal with you. I've had women walk past me in stores. Now, what happens if you ignoring just... Ignoring you, because they don't want to deal with you. What happens if you just answer back, no, I'm just a fat person shopping in a thin shop? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the confidence comes I like comes really in. clingy clothes. Or just be like... Because <laughs> 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 I, 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 I don't think those assholes would know Because how to the attitude isn't meant to give you confidence. Their attitude is meant to put you in your place and to get you out right. of their... They don't want to see you. They don't want to talk to you. And anybody out there can like be cringing and saying that I'm full of shit. But it's true. It's all true. So those things in the movie, I completely identified with. So I... I totally dig the the whole vibe of the message that they want to get out. Like, don't let this hold you back. Now, in reality, it's going to hold you back. Yeah. If I show up to get a job, I mean, I'm even, now this is totally off topic, but even like, you know, I've watched a lot about photography lately. And in one of the videos of one of the sites that do all the loads of video, uh, do lots of photography, like wedding photography. One of the guys who is one of the lead photographers in this group, you know, a company, and they do wedding, big, expensive, like $10,000 weddings. He said, <laughs> you want your photographers and your interns to look like the people you want to photograph. And he was pointing at a photo of an overweight lady who was the mother of a bride in a picture, and he said, not like this. Right. So that meant if you are me going for a job at that company who does wedding photography, all I'm doing is walking around with a camera all day. They don't want you because you don't look right for them. If they don't want to take a picture of you, they don't want you taking pictures of their clients. Right. So it's alive and well. It just, it's just one of those things. But you can't let that get you down, I guess, is the message of the movie, which I like. So and I think the movie was funny in general, but I, it might be a little bit too light for me. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of a light uh, comedy. It's it never really crosses any lines. It wouldn't really want to. This particular message, I think, is served well with the all lightheartedness. The fun for all the family kind of movie, I guess. Well, uh, you kind know, of. how's your vagina? It's not really a question. You want your eight year old boy to have? No, I guess not. <laughs> 
You could definitely sit and watch it with your teenage girls, though. Yeah. You know? But here's the thing about sitting with teenage girls. If those teenage girls are all skinny and beautiful, all it's going to do is make them feel better about themselves. And what happens if they're all fat? Um, they're going <laughs> to... Terrible, <laughs> terrible way to put it, but... They're going to think like me, I'm assuming, and I'm not trying to pigeonhole anybody, but you're looking at Amy Schumer going like, yeah, but you're beautiful. Like, you're fine. I'm not. You know, I'm five foot four feet tall. I'm rounder than I am tall sometimes, I feel like. You're beautiful. Aw, see, you're lovely. You hit your head a long time ago, about 18 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I know you love me, and you love. I love the way I look. It's just that it's very... It, it lasts as long as I mean, if there's anything I relate to, you go to. into the world, and then you are measured by everyone else. And if you let it get you down, it is kind of your own fault. True, but it's very easy to see your reflection in a window or see a picture somebody took of you, and you're like, "I'm a fucking troll. I'm like disgusting and hunchbacked and three chins, and my jaw looks like a fucking pillow." <laughs> you're just like. Ah, and then you just want to retreat into, like, nothingness. See, I would relate to the character Ethan in this movie, who is a love interest for her. <laughs> because... Because he's a skinny guy who loves a fatter chick. <laughs> yeah, and he loves her, right? And he doesn't... He just loves how confident she is. He also that, loves the way she looks. And he... he do, yeah, he sees exactly what she is, right? And that's what he loves. Also... He's not exactly um, norm. There's something about him too. What like yeah, she says when, to him. Yeah, when they go to dinner, and the supermodel brother of the supermodel lady who runs the makeup company, the boyfriend is now across the table from him, and he's watching him really closely, like everything he's doing, and he kind of sits up straighter. So it mimics the idea that we all have. And he, you know, they mentioned that he likes to do Zumba, and she's like, he has some feminine qualities, but I mean, you know. Yeah, and he's like, I don't go to the gym because it's machismo. I don't yeah. go there. Like, you know, so I get him. And he looks at her like, how can you just feel so good about yourself? So you know everybody has it, the yeah. body issues, which is stupid. If we all admit that we all have it, then the only reason to keep perpetuating it is, is because the people who fit into the group that is revered and held up on a pedestal and kind of coddled because they fit whatever it is, they can then feel better about themselves always. You know, and um, I posted a post earlier today that I saw from this new photographer lady that I found, and she said, when you live in a society, because she's like an overweight lady, and she was wearing her swimsuit out on like a thing with her daughter, and she's pretty bold about herself. And she said, you know, when you live in a society that profits from our insecurities... You feeling good about yourself is almost like a rebellion against the system. And that sounds a bit dramatic, but I, well, I like that. It fit with today's theme. That is exactly what this movie is. And she does give a speech at the end that's pretty touching, I thought. Yeah, it's a little mushy, but yeah. It's mushy, but I, I for the audience, I think that this is going for as well. Like, and she said she wants people to feel better when they come out of the movie. I do think that ending is effective in that way. Yeah, I agree. But... There's there's some bits of the writing I don't really like. The way she ditches her friends pretty quickly. Yeah, they again, that flips the the thing around where now she thinks she's... One of them. Socially beautiful, yeah. acceptably beautiful. And so, then she turns bitchy. And I think that's also unfair to say that everyone who is considered attractive and who we all, you know, look at all the ads for, that they're all 
bad bitchy people. We've all encountered bad bitchy people, but to be honest, they come in all shapes and sizes. And yeah, when you're watching this movie and you, um, all the very attractive people are portrayed in a stereotypical, we all are yeah. awful. Like, Everybody's pretty two dimensional. Even her, yeah. even our main characters are pretty, even the friends who, you know. Yep. They're just but friends. But it serves a purpose. Yeah. But like she ditches her friends really quickly. I didn't particularly, I've seen, we've seen another movie like that where we were like, oh, that seems a bit quick. Like it, like. What was the other are, one we said that happened recently? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, what was it? Because we were like, oh, well, they're a lifelong friend. They're the lifelong friends. How would you suddenly, It like... was. She was a teenager. It was Ladybird. Yes, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she went off with the other. Correct. But, yeah, she did. And she just, like, immediately, like, oh, these aren't my friends. I'm going with these school people. So her thing was, because a similar concept, she felt and like an outcast because of how she is and who she is. But as soon as the popular girls started accepting her... Then she ditches her friend who's still considered nerdy or on the fringe, you know, kind of weird or whatever. And not as attractive as the teenager, um, the cheerleaders and whatnot. So, yeah, it's a theme that it's not new. No. So, uh, moving on to the cast, uh, Amy Schumer as Rennie Bennett. Like I said, I don't... Renee Bennett. <laughs> I don't... Um, I never knew us before this and now I want to watch some more stuff. Some more raunchy stuff, I guess. Very good. Um, what do you think of her as an actress, let's say? I liked her, but again, I'd like to see it in comparison to other things. This one totally, totally bought it all the way through. She's not annoying. No, not to me. Yeah, not not to me either. You know, because that can get in the way, can't it, sometimes in comedies? If you're, like, irritated by the person. <laughs> it's happened. So uh, Rory Scoville plays Ethan, her boyfriend. I liked him, and I don't know who he is either. Yeah, I liked him. But, I mean, they made the character really likable. I mean, he might be awful, right? But <laughs> the character's super likable. Uh, Lauren Hutton, not Lauren Bacall. <laughs> That's what I call her. <laughs> plays Lily LeClaire. See, um, Lauren Hutton, all my life, has made me feel good about myself because she has a big gap in her teeth, and so do I. And I always hated it. Everyone right. says, but you don't have a gap in your teeth. But then I look in the mirror, I'm like, are they blind? Have I got hit in the head? They've all got <laughs> hit in the head and they don't see the gap. I'm like, You even say you don't notice it. But she always made me feel good about myself. You all know Lauren Hudson. Big gap in her teeth. Just yeah. so you, in case you didn't catch that. Now, my favorite thing about this whole movie is Michelle Williams's performance as Avery LeClaire. <laughs> it is so funny. It is. It's you weird. That, and you know that part where Amy Schumer is sat down and she wants to say something to her and she gets down on her knees and just like poses in a certain way and starts talking? Yeah. It's like she's read too many Cosmopolitan magazines and she has to like be like that. Yes. <laughs> she's very flat in her behaviors. And it's just an odd performance. And it's like she's trying... What we find out about her insecurities, which it's very brief, but you get it fully. She thinks the world thinks that she's dumb because of her voice. She does have this like, okay, well, what can we do now? That's how her voice is, and it's actually her voice. I mean, the character's voice. She yeah. can't get rid of it. So she thinks everyone thinks she's dumb. And so if you think of that, and then her odd behaviors, she's always trying to just look like picture perfect. All the time. So yeah. you can't doubt her. And then she doesn't talk a lot. So, you know, she's got her own insecurities. Yeah, I've seen Michelle Williams in a number of things, but this is just, it's bizarre. Like, at first I was like, what is she doing? Like, what? what is this? Like, Are we going to find out that that voice is because she thinks people like that? But no, you find out that's her real yeah, voice. Yeah, like, after about 
five minutes, you're like, okay, I have to go with this because I'm not used to that. But it's it's funny. Like, it's just every time she opens her mouth, it was funny. Not just because she had a funny voice. It was just a weird, peculiar thing. Uh, Tom Hopper plays Grant LeClaire. He's the uh, brother of Michelle Williams. What do you think of Tom Hopper? He was fine. I mean, to be fair, it's pretty generic and he doesn't have a lot to do except be the... He's just a handsome He's the hot guy. guy yeah. I'm putting in quotation marks, who then is attracted to Amy Schumer even though, as we all are being convinced, that she's not socially acceptably beautiful, but her confidence has made him attracted to her. Yes. And they keep making <laughs> so that's that all clear. <laughs> they make that clear, yeah. He's literally romantic comedy man who could be anybody. Correct. He's handsome. Yeah. Although he's fine. Yeah. And he's British, and I didn't know until I looked him up. And he's from Game of Thrones, if you are. Briefly. He was very briefly in Game of Thrones. And then sacrificed very quickly. Her two friends, Aidy Bryant as Viv, you'll know her from Girls, and Busy Phillips, who I don't actually know at all, Mm -mm. and she plays Jane. I think they were really good as her friends. They were funny. What's funny is that the Beth Busy, whatever her real name is. Busy Phillips. She's absolutely gorgeous, and we're supposed to think that she's one of the plain Jane, oh, yeah, boring, can't... unattractive friends. I was like, what? That was what? a bit odd. Who's casting this movie? Because <laughs> she is, like, really glamorous. And she's then gorgeous. they decide to dress her in, like, a flannel I mean, shirt to try and make her look. Yeah, that's, I mean, gorgeous, I'm saying, and everyone will, you're like, she looks like if you put her in a bikini, she would be on the cover of a magazine. Yeah, totally. And yeah. now we're trying to downplay her which is just like it's they weird. downplayed her with flannel clothing that was it yeah, yeah. and no makeup oh and her hair was a bit messy <laughs> yeah. it's like that makes her look more attractive if you go and look at any picture of busy phillips probably on the red carpet or whatever you'll see that she is probably not what they're trying to portray you go and look at go and look at a picture of her now on the red carpet she'll have like a black tooth like a tooth missing and like you know what i mean she won't be what you think at all so this is directed by two people Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein. They haven't directed anything else before, but they have written a bunch of romantic comedies. Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore was one of them that popped up. Um, So what do you think about these directors? Two directors. Um, A man and a woman. So both sides of the fence. Yeah, I think that it's pretty generic. There's nothing fancier, you know, dynamic about the camera trick. There's no camera tricks or anything. It's just pretty straightforward. I think that sometimes directors, when they get someone like Amy Schumer and other comedian people or other people, you know, you've got Lauren Hutton there, you've got Michelle, whatever her name is. Williams. It's a little bit intimidating, probably, and they let things go in a direction that doesn't, it feels like the actors were in charge instead of the director. Sometimes I felt that way. Yeah. Um, And it, you know... As far as filmmaking goes, it looks good. I mean, it has yeah. actually has a really well lit and it really, you know, it's not a dingy film or anything. It looks like a polished Hollywood movie, but you're right. There's no fancy camera work at all. No. And there is, it's, it's filmed pretty much like, um, you know what it reminds me of? The way it looks and feels. The TV show Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. But Supergirl might do a, Supergirl does a bit more dynamic camera stuff, but it's very, you know, matter of fact, very, it's glossy. But it's just cameras pointing at people. And there's nothing fancy about it. So yeah, um, extras on the Blu-ray, and there are not many. There's deleted scenes, a gag reel, and a little thing called Being Pretty, which is one of those EPK electronic press kit. You know, here's Listen how we advertise. Listen to you with your ab- 
abbreviations and whatnot. Yeah. Well, the for every movie, they every movie gets one of these electronic press kit trailer featurette things. And it's the thing that they put on HBO late at night and say, look, here's an upcoming movie. And it's about two minutes. People talk about it. And then it goes off. And then you're like, oh, I know about that movie now. That's all they are. And they seem to always include them as an extra, like there are something special. But that's all you get. The gag reel's fairly funny. This movie seemed like it had a lot of improvised stuff in it. And uh, you get to see a lot of the outtakes. So um, in conclusion on... I feel pretty. I liked it. I didn't dislike it. It didn't change my world. <laughs> but I did laugh a few times, and I did find some of the characters charming, and the speech that she did at the end, it made me feel something. I felt- <laughs> that is a rave review right there. Uh, yeah. It was okay. Uh, and my life would be exactly the same if I had moments. never seen it. <laughs> yeah. But there were some moments that were worth... I mean, I really enjoyed watching her. I agree. I find her funny, so I feel like I might find her stand-up funny. That's what I kept thinking. So, yeah. What about you? And what's my conclusion? Yes. I enjoyed it. I had fun. It just brought up issues it's obviously directed at everyone, but then I feel like it's directed at people like me more. Um, And So you like that? I do. I mean, not like me. People who struggle with confidence... And self-image, which I think is everyone, but this is specifically talking to her because she's, you know, overweight and not got the chiseled jaw and all that stuff. So it's fun, but it does reinforce that I don't give a shit what anybody thinks, and yet the world doesn't allow that. Yes. You can feel all the confidence in the world, and as soon as you walk into a store with your friend who is going in to buy lingerie and they look at you like you are a fucking space alien. And like, this movie please, does please, 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 please do not ask me to help you. And they will look away. They will do everything, not make eye contact with you. Like, please don't let me have to deal with you. <laughs> so you can feel great. And then boom, there's a thing. And then you just gotta let that thing fly off you know i think she said that in her little speech didn't she about like somebody knocks you down you just have to take it one step at a time that's correct all right so movie recommendations i am going on the theme of i feel pretty i'll recommend you a couple of movies that's what we do at this section of the show (laughs) so i'm going to recommend big because it was referenced in this movie i've not seen it for a long time and i really enjoyed it when i watched it it's really fun and silly well yeah and my other one is a movie from not that long ago that actually this movie reminded me quite a bit of. It's not quite as serious a subject, but The Big Sick from last year. Yeah. Which I found really funny and charming, uh, like this movie. It just had like a really low-key kind of thing to it that I really liked. It felt really kind of realistic. So The Big Sick. The Big Sick. And mine are because I actually went to the real Ozarks this past weekend, so I'm going to recommend Ozark, the TV oh. show, which was not filmed. Ozark is returning on August the 31st. Nice. It was a good show. Good show. Really good, yeah. Jason Bateman. The, the girl with the blonde hair, I really love in that. With the, the curly blonde hair the, from the trailer park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was yeah, good. That character is awesome. And what's the wife's name? Lenny? Lanair something? She's really good. Yes. So, uh, Ozark and... I'm going to go for Atomic Blonde because yes. 
there are times when out in society, if you feel like you don't fit in exactly, she kind of acts the way you want to act. She has nothing to do with self-esteem. This is She's a hit person and she's Lorraine. out there murdering people. <laughs> but she's kick-ass. And you just want to embody that. Like you put yourself in there and just be like, like the bride or... You know, any of those other kick-ass women. But I pick Atomic Blonde. I do really like Atomic Blonde. It yeah. was a cool movie. Um, all right. So, a Scully stuff. I've been playing uh, a new game on the PC called Yakuza Zero. Now, the Yakuza series is a Sega um, tit- title. There are about seven Yakuza games. And I've never actually played any of them. But they, in, the PC is now getting ports. They were only on console. Now, the PC, they've started making these ports of the console versions for the PC. So, this is the... Yakuza 0 isn't the first Yakuza game. It came out, like, near the end of the series. But it is the first in chronological order. So, if you play this one first, it's the very beginning of the guy's story. And uh, I've been playing a bit of it. It's very Japanese... It reminds me of Shenmue quite a lot. That's a good thing. You love Shenmue. Yeah, last yesterday I I was walking around the you know you're, you're in Tokyo. It's a you're a yakuza, which is a is yakuza even still a, a real life thing? Uh, supposedly the same as the mob is supposedly is still a real life thing, but nobody ever we don't hear about it. Right? Yeah, underground kind of thing. But um, you're a you're a yakuza guy. I was wandering around Tokyo and I found a Sega arcade and I went inside and you could play the Sega games like Outrun, you know, the old Space Harrier. That reminded me a lot of Shenmue because you could do that in Shenmue. There was also one of those crane games where you have to like grab a little thing, like a cuddly toy. And I I just played that for about half an hour and I couldn't (laughs) pick the thing up. There was uh, there's all kinds of places you can visit, like karaoke bars. You can go in there and sing. It's like a mini game where you have to press the buttons like... um, rock band there is uh and in the midst of all that open world fun gameplay that there is there's also this heavy story about the mafia and i played the first chapter i'm about three hours in and uh i started off in the mafia and now i'm not in the mafia that's all i can really say so it's pretty heavy the story it's really easy to follow it's all in japanese by the way there is no english voiceover i kind of appreciate that because it don't make sense when they do a Japanese game that's pure Japanese and based in Japanese culture, and it's all people with American accents talking. It just doesn't seem right. So I'd rather read the subtitles and just hear the Japanese speaking. So that's Yakuza 0. It's on PC. And if it does well enough, I'm guessing, on Steam, they're going to release all the Yakuza games remastered for the PC, which is awesome. Um... The really cool thing about it, and this goes against any like game company, Sega um, Yakuza Zero, which is a sixty-dollar game on console, uh, on the PC, is seventeen ninety-nine. Yeah. So they said they reasoning for this pricing. They said was they want PC gamers to enjoy this franchise, and they want people to embrace it, and they don't want to like it's a game from like a year ago. They don't want to charge. But if you go and look on the consoles, it's still sixty dollars. So it's unlike any other company. I don't see companies saying, oh, we'll just give it you for a nice price. Because usually it's about getting as much money as possible, like EA, right? And the other game I'm playing is, uh, I've got a newfound interest in playing GTA V again. been playing it quite a bit. The online portion of GTA V, and what they've just added to GTA V recently, and this is what made me 
interested is this new add-on for it. It's like a DLC. It's free for everybody who owns it. But um, it's called the Nightclub After Dark or After Hours. And you can buy a nightclub in the game. It costs a million credits. If you play GTA Online, you'll know that that's quite a lot. And you have to grind a bit to get it. Once you bought your nightclub, there are real-life DJs. Uh, Solomon has been added. He's a, a DJ. And there's two been added so far. They're adding different DJs every week. And they're actually real-life DJs who do real sets inside your nightclub. So when you hire the DJ, there'll be a mission. And my, the first mission was really cool. The, the real-life DJ Solomon, he's coming into your club from the Netherlands or wherever he lives. Are and they he, all from the like Netherlands? A lot of people are, <laughs> yes, in the dance music thing. But um, he's coming in, and you're getting your club. It's your opening night of your club, and your big deal is you're going to have Solomon on. And he's coming in at the airport in Liberty City. So you drive out to the airport to meet him. And just as you get in there... His pilot falls asleep and he can't figure it out. He, Solomon's phoning you. He's like, the pilot's going to sleep. The plane's going down. What What am I supposed to do? And your guy in the car is like, you're going to have to fly the plane. I'll, t- I'll talk you through it. And, you know, you have to follow the plane through Liberty City as it's going down with Solomon at the controls. And, you know, eventually he talks him down and it kind of crash lands a little bit. And then you got to get Solomon, bring him to the club. And then when he gets to the club, he actually plays a full set. It's like 90 minutes, the set. So if you're really into EDM music... It's worth it to go through all that. Yeah, you get a brand new... I mean, and he even showcases some new music that's never been anywhere else in this set. And the other cool thing about that is you don't have to stand in the club to listen to the set. It's actually on the radio station as well. You can click, tune in and listen in your car. So um, there's a different DJ every week. They've not announced who all the DJs are going to be, but... Solomon's a very, very famous EDM DJ. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's not out of the realms that Calvin Harris might be one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a cool way of, like, adding, you know, GTA's always been about cool music, but it's a cool way of adding music to GTA, and they don't charge you for it. I just think it's a really cool idea. Uh, and the likenesses of the DJs, they look exactly like them, and you can watch them doing the sets. So that's GTA 5 Online. If you own GTA, by the way, GTA 5, which a lot of you probably do, and you don't realize there's an online component to it, you just click online on the main menu, and there's a whole new GTA game, basically, that is free to play, that is online. Um, A lot of people, I don't think they know it's there. I think they played the story and then just stopped. So, GTA 5 online. So what's for dinner? Freddy's. (laughs) I think Freddy's or Jimmy's. Right. You decide. I'm not sure. You know, movie night's always takeaway night. Or, I mean, we could have eggs and beans and toast. Yeah. And fried potatoes. There's a lot of choices. There are a lot of choices, so you pick. All right. I'll pay later. Obviously, drive through is the easiest, so that's just a little push in one direction. <laughs> egg on toast sounds really good, though. It does. So maybe that. Yeah, egg on toast. Okay. Very good. And, and what is your uh, advice to these fine people out there? My advice is totally unrelated to anything we're talking about, but I hear a lot of people talk about how they invest all of their emotions in, like, a person in their life. I mean, I love you. Oh, that's nice. I do. Wait for it. <laughs> However. Oh. <laughs> you're not, you don't hold up my entire heart. Oh. <laughs> you hold up a big piece of it. Don't get me wrong. 
But all of my emotions, all of my emotional needs, all of my intellectual needs, all of my friendship needs are not met just by you. Oh. You're my husband, so that's a category that fits certain parameters. I sound very scientific about this. But I don't put all of my eggs in one basket for any emotional yeah, you or know life that, needs. You know the phrase, don't put all your eggs in one basket? Yeah. It don't make any sense because if you put them all in one basket, it's much more convenient. <laughs> I don't think that was the idea. Than having many baskets. <laughs> but if you drop that one basket, <laughs> then all of your eggs are broken. I understand, but I'm I don't, just... I assume that's what it means. We're off topic. Okay, so don't let yourself... This is kind of flipping around here. Don't let yourself be the owner of somebody's heart. Like, don't allow yourself to be that person that any individual relies on completely. And some people love that. It's like the personality needs to be that one-stop shop for a friend or for their spouse or for their siblings or their parents, whatever. And you're not. You can never fulfill the needs of anybody fully. You just can't. Don't let anyone else be that person for you because it's a lot of responsibility and it's going to fail. <laughs> There's going to be a day, a time in life when that person is over it. They're not there for you for that one thing. And then you're, if you rely on them so fully, then what? And vice versa, you might get to the point where you're in your life, you're just like, oh my God, this friend will not stop needing me to solve all of her are his marital problems, friendship problems, work problems, the health problems. I'm just, I'm full up. I can't, I've got other things, you know? So I say, don't be the person who owns somebody's heart. And if you feel the need to be that um, needed, then maybe think about that. Cause that's kind of a problem for the other people around you. And don't be the person who picks one person and then like, you're it. You're everything to me. Every single thing. And that the whole world can fall apart and yet you hold me up because I just don't think that's fair. Okay. Thank you. Sure, no problem. You can catch us on aschoolie.com, <laughs> sitsout.com. Sitsout.com is being redesigned, apparently. Yeah, I think I've done it. I mean, all I've done is put some pictures on there that I've taken. So if you want to see some pictures I've taken, sidtalk.com. You'll also see what I look like. So when I tell you that I'm a round, middle-aged woman, you will be like, yep, she's a round, middle-aged woman. <laughs> She is not kidding. <laughs> you can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store. If you've got an Amazon device, you know, you can say. Say the word that makes it work. And then say, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn, and it will play you the latest episode. We're also on YouTube. You can email feedback at me, aschoolyatascoolyat.com. Don't email Sid Talk. Next week's Review is a giant, giant, giant review. We've waited 10 years for this movie. Hmm. It's Avengers Infinity War. Ten Finally, years. we get to fight Thanos. Yeah, it's been 10 years. It, it, it's the I tenth. mean, I haven't personally been waiting 10 years. I personally have. It's okay. been, in the very first Iron Man movie, they hinted at Avengers Infinity War. And 10 years later, we have it. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I loved Black Panther, the last one we just watched. Yeah, that was really good. Um, Avengers Infinity War. Oh boy. <laughs> so uh, stay classy. Amy Schumer and Inven Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Quite a combination there. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you.